So over the weekend, we were out and about. And as you know, I'm a very loud guy. Very loud, annoying, obnoxious, and my voice does carry. It does, and yes. it's uh, it's it's one that is unique. Yes. yes, yes, yes. We'll call it unique. That's putting it nicely. Anyway, this guy, and it happens from time to time. Here's my voice. Long story short, he says, "You're that guy in the radio." I'm like, "Yeah, how you doing, Jeff?" And uh, you know, we shake hands and we start talking, and he just goes right into it. Usually, as you know, when you meet somebody. They're very nice to you. Uh, yes, Usually, I was, yeah. They yeah. don't they don't they don't send uh they don't have the same response as our ticket texters right. who, you know, keyboard warriors sometimes. Absolutely. This guy's not gonna do it to your face. He's gonna wait till you turn around. Right. Usually you meet a guy and they're like, Oh yeah, you're a guy from the radio, oh, big fan, big fan. When in reality he's probably sending in ticket text, I want you fired. Yeah. Right? But usually face to face, they're nice to you. This guy was a little different though. He goes to me, he's like You've gone soft. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, you used to be a Lions realist. Like, I counted on you to be real. When the rest of the station and the city gets slappy, I counted on you to keep it real. I'm like, oh, that means a lot. He's like, but not anymore. He's like, you have joined the rest of them. I'm like, what does that mean? He's like, you're just like them. Everybody thinks the Lions are going to be so good. Everybody thinks they're going for, you know, a Super Bowl next year or the postseason on anything less than the playoffs is going to be unacceptable. And he goes on and on about like he was talking about you and Stoney and Karsh. And I mean, he talked about even Mike. Yeah. He was talking about everybody at the station that is really just pro Lions now. And yeah. I'm like, well, why wouldn't you be pro Lions? Look at what they've done. And then he got a little upset. He's like, what have they done? I'm like, well, they won eight of ten games. They seem like they have a GM that is really good, can draft. Yeah, developing young talent as a coaching staff. They seem like they have a good coach that took them out of a one-in-six spiral. Yeah. You know, you got a quarterback that everybody seems to be in love with. You got an OC that came back. Like, yeah. I listed Five and reasons. one in the division last year. Exactly. The NFC blows. So he's like, you do realize over the course of our lives, he was probably in his 30s. So over the course of my life, he said, I can't remember a Lions team that in back-to-back seasons went to the playoffs or in back-to-back seasons went had a winning record. And I'm like, that's a fair point, but doesn't it feel like this is different? And he's like, exactly not. This isn't what I'm talking about. You people, he called me you people, you people are so quick to say it's different when you have no proof to back it up. So I'm like, you know what? I like you. I'm like, this is a great radio topic. Oh, did he just bring... The 2021 Rieger back? No, are you, no, no, are no. you flipping sides? No, no, I'm not flipping. I, I'm not. I, I have high hopes for this team. I'm very impressed by Holmes and Campbell. I am a Lions believer for sure. But I'm like, this is a great topic because for every person like me or you or Paul or this radio station, there is the Lions fan stuck in the past that still believes it's all going to come crumbling down, that the other shoe's going to drop. So, John, I wanted to ask this question because I promised this individual I would ask this question. I think it's a great question because maybe he's right. Yeah. Maybe we're all jumping the gun. What is the number one reason, indisputable, almost like he's listening, what is the one indisputable, can't argue reason that you're sure the Lions are going to be different, that you are sure they're going to be in the postseason, that you're sure it's not same old Lions? What is the one reason? Because I have many. I think you have many. I think people have many. But give me the best reason, the number one reason that 
would make a guy that I met be like, oh, okay, maybe you're on to something. John, go ahead. Uh, well, so there's, uh, as you mentioned it, there's a number of different reasons. And I'm just going to start with the ones that are in-house with the Lions. And we can get to the ones surrounding the rest of the NFC or the NFC North in just a few minutes. But for the Lions, when you've got an offense that is in a large part returning all of the major pieces, and that is offensive line, your tight ends, your number one and number two wide receivers, your, and we don't know yet about the running back, but that position has been a little bit discounted, and I'm okay with that, and your quarterback. That was a top 10 offense for the entire season. All right, and yeah, there were some yeah. stumbles, but that's why they're not a top three offense or a top five offense. They're a top 10 offense. I think they finished six, so right. yeah, pretty good. Uh, and then you pair that with, and I'm not going to go overboard and say, oh, you know, the last 10 weeks, that's what this Lions defense is, because then you discount what happened in the first seven weeks. I don't want to minimize that. They still finished in the worst, you know, at least worst or in the bottom three or four right. in almost every defensive category for the course of 17 games. So even though they played better at the end of the year, it wasn't like it was a dominant defense. I think that young talent that's coming back, as well as you know the the fact that they have draft capital, they have you know money to go out there and spend in free agency. That defense is going to be more like we saw in the last half of the season than we saw at the beginning of the season. So if you pair that over the course of seventeen games with an offense that is a you know let's just call it a dominant offense, you're going to get yourself back to exactly where you were last year, and then I think you can probably put in one or two more wins. That gets you into the playoffs. That probably gets you a division win. And you, you're coming back. You've got the confidence that you just went in the division. Should have been 6-0, and yeah. but you were 5-1 and in the division. And what do we say all the time? Before you can make anything happen, Throughout the course of the NFC or a playoff run or a, you know uh, a Super Bowl run, you've got to be able to win in your division. Check that box for the Lions. Okay, so you're saying defense is going to be better. Defense is improved. Is Offense remains good. good. Yeah, I like those points. So two four eight five three nine nine seven nine seven. What's the biggest reason? What's the biggest reason they're going to be good? Let's go to Dan on a cell. You're on the ticket. Hey Dan, what's up, bud? Hey, uh, I don't know. In my opinion, the biggest reason is we're seeing players want to come back and coaches want to come back. In in my 40 years of, of alive, you know, watching the Lions, diehard fan, I can't remember a time where a player is ever, at, you know, when their contract was upset, I want to come back to the Lions. It's usually the opposite. Like We get guys like, you know, Barry and Megatron walking away in their prime because they're just so fed up of playing for Detroit. You know, so sick of losing. When you got you know, like Ben Johnson coming back, like he could have been a head coach somewhere else. He almost certainly would have got a job. He was so excited to come back because he sees the promise. I don't know. That's just my opinion. Uh, well, I think even uh, to, to capitalize on that, not just do players want to come back, but I think there's going to be free agents that look at Detroit and go, yeah, I, I, I'll go to Detroit. And it's not just to end my career. I would go there in the prime of my career for the same amount of money that I'd go elsewhere instead of Detroit having to grossly overpay right. for free agents and to come to Detroit. guys coming here for a retirement package, right? like Damian Woody did, right? Like there's yeah. been so many guys that have come here 
Trey Flowers was kind of like that good dude. Yep. But you paid him a ton of money. Really, what did he win? What did he do? What was his memorable moment with the exception of those illegal hands to the face yep. in Green Bay? You could even say Michael Brockers. There's another one. Did that. Right? By the way, they're, they're going to release and they're going to free up some cap space. Sure. And that's the beautiful thing. I mean, that's why I think it's a great question. The biggest reason the Lions are going to be good next year. I mean, the cap space, they have it. They have the 6th and 18th pick in the first round. But more than anything, at least my reason, John, is you finally, at least it seems that way, you finally got yourself a guy that can draft. Like Brad Holmes, yeah. in that draft class, every single player, including their seventh pick, Chase Lucas, everyone made a contribution. Two in the sixth round, Malcolm Rodriguez and, of course, James Houston were awesome. Mm-hmm. Right? Third round, Kirby Joseph was fantastic when you needed him the most because Tracy Walker was down. Like, every spot Brad Holmes killed that draft. He did a nice job in his first draft. I can't wait to see what he does next year. How much of that, though? And, and so I'm going to play a little devil's advocate. If Malcolm Rodriguez is playing for Tampa Bay, yeah, uh, maybe Tampa's not a good one because they've got a you know top end linebackers. For a majority of other teams, if he's drafted by them, do are we sitting here at the end of the year going, boy, we got a really good pick? Or is he just his his playing time was such, and he was given the opportunity because there just wasn't anybody else. No, and I agree with you. Same thing, you know, with Kirby Joseph. Well, I think Kirby Joseph has sh- showing signs of being a good player, and he progressed throughout the year. But they didn't have anybody else, especially after Tracy Walker went down. They were riddled with injuries. Yeah, but that doesn't always mean you're going to be good. Like, doesn't that actually put more pressure on the player? knowing that, yes, you're not going to be replaced in season, but at the same time, we're always looking to get better, and if you're not good, we'll replace you next year. So a guy like Kirby Joseph solidified him as a safety in this league and on this team. I think Malcolm Rodriguez, the same deal. I've just been so used to, John, bad drafts where picks don't work out, where you say, why'd you pick that guy in the second round? Why'd you pick that guy in the fourth round? How many times did we see a Lions second-round pick not do anything, and to see every pick in a draft make some form of contribution, that was impressive to me. Yeah, and obviously we're we're, we're the the second round jinx carried over at least in his first draft, right? With Onzerike, Levi Onzerike, yeah. who I mean nobody's given up on, but it's not off to a mm-hmm. great start. Yeah, I, I I never really gave him much of a chance. Look at you, look at you, just a doubter. Ninety-seven won the ticket.